Hey everybody, Randall Sylvie from podedit.com here. I'm a podcast producer, editor, and host. I've been podcasting for about seven years or more, and for the last two, I've been making a living as a freelance podcast producer and audio engineer. The other day, I figured I'd hop on a live stream to share some of my podcasting knowledge and opinions. So what you're about to hear is my October 19th podcasting Q&A that I did over on CastBox's Livecast platform. I got a lot of great questions from the chat, and hopefully you'll find some useful information in my answers. The original livecast went for nearly two hours, but I've trimmed that down quite a bit to focus specifically on what I feel are the most useful questions and answers. Do note, though, while this is trimmed down, it has not gotten the proper pod edit treatment, meaning it's pretty much unedited. It was a live stream, and it still sounds live. If you're interested in hearing future live podcasting Q&As, visit podedit.com slash live. You can also submit any podcasting questions you have through the contact form on that page. All right, let's talk about podcasting. Jesse asks, what is your favorite type of show to do? A show that is co-hosted by one Jesse Kiefer. Uh, no, my my personal favorite type of show to do, obviously, look at the shows I do, the ones I get paid for versus the ones I don't. Uh, obviously, the ones I don't, those are the ones I'm talking about movies and TV shows and comic books and pop culture. So those are the ones I like to do. I like to do... Um, it's not so much the reviews, but just kind of loose discussions about entertainment I enjoy. Those are my favorite. Um, those aside, I do enjoy putting together podcasts with a little bit more audio production element to them. But I don't do that a whole lot on my own time just because it takes up a lot of time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So that's that's kind of fun just that takes a lot takes so much time but also you know to touch on it one of my other favorite types of shows to do is just kind of random discussion and that usually revolves around entertainment things but the problem with random discussion even though it's so fun and it's usually like it's, it's, and jesse asked this question and he's a my co-host on grolic's podcast as he knows like a lot of times my favorite parts of grolic's podcast are when we just go totally off the rails and just all over topic wise problem is I try to, you know, we try to keep it on topic because you know, that's what people are tuning in for. If, if you're going to bill a show as we're talking about TV shows and comic books, well, you, you better be talking about TV shows and comic books unless you are just the most hilarious person, you know, you're bound to have some listeners get frustrated if you're not talking about the topic they tuned in for. Yeah, exactly. Not pumpkin spice. Listen, you can talk about pumpkin spice, <laughs> and we frequently do. Uh, but it's better if you could tie that pumpkin spice into, uh, you know, the comic book you're talking about. <laughs> I like having the little banter at the beginning of episodes, but I know some listeners get annoyed by that. In general, it's okay to have some banter that's off topic, but in general, especially at the beginning of the episode, you kind of want to get to the point as fast as possible. You want to get to the topic at hand. Now, if if there's little side tangents or something at the end of the episode, that's not as bad. But if, you know, if you throw it right up front, <laughs> Jesse says, well, apparently you can have pumpkin spice anything. Ugh. Uh, yes. Pumpkin spice podcast. Does that exist? Oh, it probably does. At least in name. Uh, but point is, it's it's kind of like YouTube videos or anything else. You don't want the intro to go too long or you're going to lose a viewer. Same with podcasts. If you've got a five-minute intro song followed by about 15 minutes of just random banter before you actually get to what people tuned in to hear, you're going to lose them. And that's not even that much of a stretch. I have listened to podcasts where... I couldn't get through the intro song. They're playing like entire sections of copyrighted music, mind you, which is a whole nother topic. But the pl I've heard shows where they play entire songs at the beginning. And it's like, 
this is not why I tuned in. Like, this is not a music podcast for one. I, I want to hear somebody talk about whatever the topic at hand was. I'm so used to it's This is going to be interesting for me, this kind of live stream, um, this kind of live cast, because I'm so used to, I've kind of dogged on some other, some other live casts because I'll tune in and like, there's not much talking. And as a podcaster, I am so used to, you got to feel that noise, you feel that silence. You, you got to be saying something. Of course, you don't want to be saying something that means nothing, but you got to keep it moving or else there's dead air. And that's, that's what you don't want. You don't want dead air and podcast and radio. You don't want dead air. And uh, that it's a little bit different on live cast. Oh, that's an interesting question. Okay. So Jesse asks, speaking of copyright, most shows discuss other intellectual property. So how much fair use is fair use? Um, I think you can talk. I'm not a lawyer. Okay. So when we come to, when it comes to any questions like this about copyright, I'm not a lawyer. Don't take a recording of me saying anything to court because you're not going to win. But I believe you could talk about any other intellectual property until the cows come home. Pardon the lame expression, but it's what come to mind. I mean, because essentially any discussion about a thing is essentially still review and that's fair use. As far as I know, the place you'll get into issues with in terms of infringement is if you're using clips of that other property, of that other copyrighted material in your show. And I know a lot of people do it. Some of my favorite podcasts do it. You can't use any clips of anything you don't own. <laughs> you're not you, legally. It doesn't matter. There's like no 10 second rule. There's no minute long rule. You can make the argument. Now, don't get me wrong. You can make the argument that it's for review. And I think that's valid. The problem is fair use is so hard to prove that if somebody really wanted to come after you, chances are they have the pocket. They have the pocketbook. Is that the expression? They have the pocketbook and the lawyers to do so. You're not going to win because you probably don't. You know what I mean? You can make that argument. The other issue is, and this is something that, again, not to liken it to YouTube too much, but something I've come up against in YouTube time and time again is even if you're in the right, even if the video or the podcast you're using, you included a clip of a movie or a trailer or a song for commentary uh, for review purposes, even though that should be covered under fair use, most of the systems are totally automated. Good luck getting to anybody actually human to address the issue. Uh, a lot of systems, you know, YouTube, in the case of YouTube videos or in the case of podcasts, uh, the content ID system that uh, Apple Podcasts uses, uh, Spotify, I'm sure, has their own. They're just going to out, they're just going to boot the show or uh, boot the episode. You're not going to be able to argue against it. it they'll, they'll just remove your listing. So that's best case scenario, to be honest, because receiving cease and desist orders or even getting taken to court is not unheard of in the podcasting space. It happens. Um, so to get back to Jesse's original question, discussing other intellectual property, that's fine. You could talk about whatever you want to talk about. The real issue is including in the case of podcast audio clips of that other property. Now I know there's also a weird area where, sports leagues like the NFL, they're real hardcore about things. I know a lot of sports podcasts have run into issues with the names of their shows. If, if I mean, I think most people, if they look at a podcast, even if the title has something, you know, about the Cubs or whatever, wait, is that NFL? That's baseball, isn't it? Whatever. <laughs> Obviously, I'm 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 a big sports fan. You could tell, uh, but yeah, that, that you're not going to mistake most podcasts as an official podcast of this baseball or NFL team. But that said, NFL probably the M, is it MLB have come after podcasts for including team names in their podcast titles. Oh, and do not include. Uh, team logos 
in your podcast artwork. So that is one aspect where even though you're not necessarily using clips of this intellectual property, sports, you know, major league, major sports uh, leagues will come after a show for the title. So you got to be a little bit more clever if you have a title or have a podcast about a specific sports team. Um, that's the only other thing. Again, not a lawyer. I am not a lawyer. Do not take what I say as a, a legal defense. Anybody else have questions? That copyright question is a good one. Because infringement, man, that is, can I use music in podcasts? What if I just use a little bit? Is That comes up so much in, I, I don't know if any of you guys are in, uh, here's, here's a, a little tip. Facebook has a million podcaster groups. Search those out. There's so much good information. If you're interested in like talking to people or getting more information about podcasting, just search up podcasting groups. There's a podcast support group on Facebook. There's a bunch of good podcasting groups on Facebook. Um, but that is one of the questions that comes up over and over again. And without getting too far into it, the short answer is no. You don't use copyrighted music in your podcast. Gaining traction on a new podcast, it's kind of the same as gaining traction on an old podcast. It just kind of comes down to how to market podcasts. Uh, traditional marketing will help uh, for sure, of course. Also, another great way is to network. And that's where I struggle is networking. I'm not the greatest networker, um, but networking as a podcast, like networking with other podcasters is one of the best ideas. Um you, you know, become friends with other podcasters, guest on their show, have them on as guests. Guests are, even if it's, you know, it depends on what your show is about, but do interviews, have other podcasters on as guests. That is one of the number one best ways to kind of expand your audience because you're potentially, you know, you want to find shows that are similar to your shows uh, that you also enjoy. Of course, you want to like the show that you're affiliated with. And see if their host, if their hosts want to be a guest on your show, and and, and vice versa, because uh, they potentially have the same audience you're looking for already established, and you kind of do kind of an audience share if that makes sense. You know, if if their audience likes you, some of them will come check out your show. So that's a really good way to kind of market your show. And then a lot of the marketing stuff, there are lots of little tricks. Uh, the I'm trying to think of other things about uh, gaining traction, consistency. Uh, that's just a general podcast suggestion in general, but for gaining traction as a new podcast, be consistent, uh, keep putting episodes out. I, I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but a, a large percentage of new podcasts, uh, do what they call pod fade within, I don't know, less than 10 episodes. Uh, you know, cause it's hard. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort to put together a podcast. So if you can be consistent and just stick with it, you build an audience with time. Um, there are other questions. Where were they? Savos had another question. Sponsors are a great thing to bring up. How would one go about contacting sponsors? Uh, there's a couple ways to do this. If you have a good size listenership, it'll be much easier. And when I say good size listenership, most there's a lot of sponsors that will not necessarily be interested unless you have um, like a thousand plays or downloads per episode. Now, if you if you don't have that many, you could still reach out directly to companies that might, you know, maybe they're related to your topic uh, or even local companies and work out an advertisement deal directly with individual companies. There are also larger uh, ad I guess ad networks. Um, think of you might have heard of mid-roll stuff like that, and those are a lot of those are where you definitely are going to want to have a decent listenership before approaching. Um, but the, you can work with them, and they're basically kind of third parties that are the middleman between you and potential adver advertisers. Also, there are some there are some. Um, I really like the idea of dynamic ads and that's becoming a more popular thing, but I know some podcast hosting services like Podbean. Uh, I think, I think blueberry might be offering something like that, but again, you need a certain listenership, but they'll have a deal where you can work with, you know, 
because uh, you'll need somewhere to host your podcast audio files. And some of those companies have a deal where you can uh, get sponsor, uh, add sponsors through them. Okay, these are some good questions. Uh, now, Aaron, I do notice, how do you start a podcast? Um, I'm going to jump to the next question first, Aaron. I'm not skipping it, uh, just because the next question is a little bit more targeted. And your question is a little bit more uh, broad, so I will get to it. But let me hit the targeted one first. Sneaky asks, what kind of process is involved in planning an individual podcast episode? Is it kind of building a story, beginning, middle, and end? So it depends on what kind of podcast you're doing. If your podcast is very story-driven, it's very narrative, if you're wanting to be the next serial or something like that, it's totally, it is storytelling. It is crafting a story, beginning, middle, and end. If it's not, if it's a more what I call traditional discussion podcast. Again, it all depends. But uh, for example, uh, if you do a review podcast, if you review books or movies or TV shows, uh, it's a matter of approaching it like you would any other review. You watch the thing, gather your thoughts. If you want to put it into an outline or whatever, do that. Uh, Or if it's just a free-for-all discussion and you just go into it blind, um, it all depends on the kind of show you're doing. Uh, for most shows, I do recommend at least an outline or something to help keep your thoughts organized. Um, it'll keep make the show feel less scattered, less kind of all over the place, like like my my personal my own podcast, my entertainment podcasts. Uh, they they go a little all over the place because we are very loose with our reviews and our prep. Um, so I do recommend like an outline and also that will help kind of keep the show on point. If, if it, if you find it's going kind of off tangent off, off the rails, uh, having the outline is like, well, okay, where were we? Let's reel it back here. Here's our next talking point. You don't have to be that transparent about it, but like, you know, if anything, it's good for behind the scenes. Also something like an outline really helps writing show notes, uh, I do recommend show notes for each episode. They don't have to be super, they don't have to, you don't have to do a transcription. They don't have to be super detailed, but they also can be detailed. Again, it depends on what kind of audience you're shooting for and what kind of podcast you're, you're doing, what your topic is. Tips on keeping a podcast interesting so people don't bail early. Again, this is going to vary, but look at the length of the podcast. If you find... Uh, and some podcast services, uh, some analytics will tell you your listener engagement if if you have people bailing early. Look at how long the episode is, typically when people are bailing. You might want to think about, assuming they're not bailing five minutes into the show, you might want to think about shortening the episodes up a bit. Just tighten it up a little bit. Um, maybe keep it more on point And... It's hard to get, it's sometimes very hard. Livecast is interesting because you get instant feedback, right? But in general, in podcasts, it can be hard to get a lot of feedback sometimes from the listeners. Uh, But if you can, you know, try to reach out to the listeners or throw out occasional questions and just kind of see what aspects they like, what maybe they're not feeling, and uh, kind of tailor the content a little bit that way more towards what people like. Um, but I, I think the main thing would be length. If you find, if you do kind of a longer show and people are bailing, just shorten it up a little bit. That's all. Or if maybe you do segments, if a certain segment's just not working, get it out of there, you know, just kind of look at it that way. Try to figure out if, if again, if your service podcast service offers uh, engagement, like listener engagement, that tells you how much of your episode they listen to say they listen to like 72% and then a big percentage of the audience bails. Take a look at that episode about 72% of the way into that episode. What's going on? See what's see what is it a different segment is does the conversation go off the rails? Is the conversation too on the rails? Because if it's too robotic or uh, you know, I don't know if it's just boring, like, just listen to the content and kind of try to figure out what you might do to make it more interesting. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and jump back to Aaron's question. Oh, 
Oh God. Savos, that's Savos. You are my savior today. That you are man bringing the good questions. Okay. So Aaron asked, how do you start a podcast? This is again, that's, that's a big question because there's so many aspects, but first step, I'll go ahead and just first step. How do you start a podcast? Two things, figure out what you want to talk about. And that will tie into the other thing, which is what's your purpose with the podcast? What's the point of the, what's the goal of the podcast? Why do you want to do a podcast in the first place? Figure out your, your why and your what, what you want to talk about and why, and then kind of progress from there. Then you kind of work out what the show is going to be like, who's going to host it. Is it just going to be a solo show? Is it just going to be you? And that works if you're doing like a very informational podcast or you can just talk and talk and talk for hours on end, uh, you know, about whatever topic. Um, solo shows can be hard, though. And that's why you'll hear a lot of I, I do a lot of um, like a lot of my paid work I do for podcasts. There are a lot of business oriented podcasts and a lot of those are solo hosted, but they have guests every episode. So that's an interview format. Maybe you want to do an interview format. That's a lot easier to tackle for as a solo host because you're not really doing it solo. Um, or do you want to have more of a discussion podcast? Is it just for fun? Or do you have a business that you want to kind of promote? And if you're going to go that route, if you have something you want to promote specifically, you don't want to be too transparent, right? Like not to be, not saying be sneaky about it. Oh, you just want to do it for fun. Okay. Um, but if you do have something to promote, also remember to have some type of value, whether it's entertainment value or information. Like you don't, you don't, you just don't want to pimp your stuff at people because they're not going to listen to it. Um, so you got to offer something. Uh, but if you just, okay, if you just want to do it for fun, yeah, figure out then what you want to talk about and think about this. Think about, so you want to talk about, I don't know, video games, TV shows, uh, what happened you know, news items, whatever. It doesn't matter. Think about that topic. Now think, now then ask yourself, say you want to do this weekly or however often. Then ask yourself, can I do this for months? Like, can is this topic going to, can I, can, will this topic sustain me? Will I have enough to say about this topic to keep a show going long-term? Okay, that's where I would start for, you know, how do you start a podcast? That's the first step in my, in my opinion. Okay. So Savos asked, is there any audio editing programs you would recommend? Uh, yeah. Okay. So what I use to edit and I do recommend this is Reaper, which I believe you can get at reaper.fm. Um, super solid pro, uh, software. It's, it's, if, if you have no experience with audio, editing audio, you know, digital audio workstations, DAWs, no experience with those at all. It's, it's going to be, that's a good question, Aaron. Okay. It's going to be uh, a little overwhelming because Reaper, like it's got features in for music, but I still recommend it. Um, the other option for, oh, also it's free. Reaper is free. Now it's not technically free. You will download it and it's like a trial version, but the company behind Reaper is super cool. They don't put any limitations on their trial. Even though it says like after so many days you need to purchase it, the it doesn't end. Reaper, yeah. Spelled just like that, Sneaky. Um, that's the address. The trial never really ends. Uh, it'll keep working. It'll just pop up a nag screen at you, but they're super cool. They don't limit the features at all. Uh, I mean, I used it for a long time before finally purchasing it. I did purchase it. Now, if you if if, if you purchase it for small business use, which even I like uh, using it for the majority of my like production and editing, I still fit the bill for small business use. Sixty dollars one time, super affordable. Um, if you have, this probably won't apply to any of us, but for you know, it's a bit more for like a larger, more like corporate use. Reaper totally totally recommend. Now, what a lot of people will recommend Audacity because it's one hundred percent free. It's open source, and it's been around for whew, almost two decades. 
it's been around for a long time, but it's constantly updated. Um, that's what a lot of people use. A lot of uh, a lot of podcasters, especially if they don't have um, like the audio background, they'll use Audacity because it's free, open source, and there are so many tutorials. Uh, so that's another option. Those are both free, potentially free options. Yeah, those would be my top two picks. So Aaron asks, do you have to edit a podcast? <laughs> As a podcast editor, I say yes, always. But actually, I, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, you don't have to edit a podcast. I do... <laughs> I okay. I'm sorry, Aaron. I know it's autocorrect issue, but I d- dose the audio have to be God. Yes, the audio doth have to be God. Good. I know that's what you meant. I'm not making fun. I it it. it I'm an audio guy, so yes, the audio has to be God. Um, you don't have to edit a podcast, but I do recommend it because unless you are a perfect speaker, and I've edited a lot of people, and there are very few. I swear. Of all the people I've edited on podcasts, I think I edited one show once where they had a guest on. The dude was almost the most perfect speaker I've ever heard. I think I cut two ums out of the whole thing. That's unheard of. It's amazing. So unless you're the most perfect speaker, you can benefit from being edited. Now, beyond ums, you knows, random coughs, whatever might happen, or maybe, you, you know, Content edits is also another thing. Editing for content, meaning uh, the podcast was good, but at a, you know it goes on like a ten to fifteen minute sidetrack. That's not really doesn't really add to the episode. Maybe cut that out. Yeah, I recommend editing uh, for for content like that, or to get the ums out stuff like that, just to speed the pace up, just to make it a more pleasant listener listening experience for your listeners, and then also um, this this more. Uh, engineering but you know you you want to refine the sound you want to you want to editing may not be 100% required in every case leveling maybe some EQing in my opinion 100% required in pretty much every case at least leveling making sure the volume of the podcast is in line with where other podcasts are at if it's most of the time you won't hear a case where it's too loud, but if it's too loud, it's probably going to be distorted and not sound good. And if it's too quiet, people are not going to listen because they can't turn up their, their headphones loud enough or their car stereo loud enough with the windows down if it's too quiet to hear. Um, so, yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the applause, Aaron. Uh, does the audio have to be good? The, the audio should be as good as you can do. It doesn't have to be perfect. The nice thing about podcasts is like <laughs> the audience is used to kind of rough audio, right? Um, even shows with a budget. I find some of the roughest recordings I get are from people who have the money to invest in the gear, to pay an editor and an audio engineer to clean it up. Um, but, you know, they're just in a rush. Or, like I said, a lot of business shows are interview shows. And if you have guests on regularly, you can't expect great audio from them. A lot of people, uh, you know, kind of common scenario is most people, they're going to be talking to you through their laptop microphone on their webcam uh, through Skype. It's going to sound rough. But fortunately, listeners are kind of used to that. They understand that. And even if your setup's not perfect, if it's a matter of like your audio is a little rough, so you don't know if you want to get going, just get going. If it's a little rough, that's fine. You can refine it later or get better as you go. Um, but make it as good as you can. If you don't have the best equipment, that's fine. Work with what you got and put effort in. That's the main thing. Good sounding audio is ideal. But so long as you put effort into it and, and try to make it sound good. Um, if you're struggling get with an editor or an engineer or at least reach out to somebody and see what you can do to improve it. Let's see. Do you have to podcast every day? Now, is that in general? Like <laughs> if you're starting a podcast, do you have to podcast every day? God, no, most people won't. Livecast is a we- interesting situation because livecast, you will see people that podcast every day. Um, but no, I do recommend weekly, but Whatever your schedule is, if you can put out an episode once a week, every two weeks, once a month, 
I don't recommend once a month. I did once a month with uh, one of my longest running shows, Grolix Podcast. Um, I don't recommend once a month, but if if that's all you can do, that's fine. The main thing is pick a schedule and be consistent. Consistency, I would argue consistency is more important, more important than frequency. Um, so, if, you know, it doesn't have to be every day. That's, for most podcasters, that's kind of insane. I've, I've done, I've done five days a week podcasts and that's pretty, it gets to be a bit, <laughs> a bit much, but, uh, just be consistent is the main thing. Okay. Savos to touch back on the audio program suggestion or a question. Savos asked, which of those would you recommend for someone that has zero experience? And if not, then, and if, okay. And is there a more beginner friendly program? If not, if neither of those, okay. 0% experience. I'll go audacity. I've actually like a friend of mine start is starting a podcast. I think it's launching this coming week and he has like no experience with audio. And so, yeah, uh, I recommended Audacity and it's kind of helping him out there. There are just elements of Audacity that I really, really don't like um, that can trip people up. But I think it is, in terms of like the user interface, I think it's a more straightforward, beginner-friendly program. So if you have zero experience, if you take a look at uh, like Reaper's uh, interface and you're just like, what is that mess? Yeah, do Audacity. Give it a try. It's still... it's totally decent like it's been around and supported uh for almost two decades for a reason it's it's totally decent and it does have some pretty advanced features um that are very helpful for a open source program is it hard to podcast every day oh and then bye are you taking off is it hard to podcast every day you'll be back okay well i'm gonna go ahead and answer your question aaron and uh, i will put this up as a replay so you can check it back later with it if you want. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to podcast every day. Um, one minute to answer my question. Yeah, no, it, yeah, yes. It just, uh, live. if you're just doing a live cast, it's a little easier because it cuts out a whole lot of the process. Uh, you want to have your topic and whatever, but basically once you're ready to go, you hit the button, you go live, you start your live cast, you talk for a bit, and then livecast makes it super easy. Then you stop and you can post the replay. Done. That cuts out so much of the production. That said, uh, the reach is kind of limited. If you want to edit it, that's not including editing. Um, and, you know, you guys hear the sound quality. It doesn't sound bad, but you, if you produce a, it, take the time to record and produce an episode with a bit more care, um, you'll get a little bit better sound quality. You, you guys know. Do you have, or can you suggest any resources to help with planning out an episode? Planning out an episode. So now do you mean, yes, for example, show notes. I don't really know what that means. Okay. I got you. Wonderful. Okay. So show notes is basically it's your episode description, right? Um, now, if you're talking about planning the episode, uh, show notes. It just depends on your top, like in terms of episode prep, it's really up to you. It depends on your show. It, it kind of touched back on what I was saying earlier, um, like an outline or something. If you're doing a specific topic, just come up with maybe the talking points you want to hit. Um, and then when I say show notes, I usually, what I refer to when I say show notes is, uh, you know, you're going to post the episode It'll give you a, a spot to put in the episode description. And that, what you put there is what I mean by show notes. Yeah, for outline for a show, you know, yeah, bullet point. Uh, bullet point, that's that's the right phrase, right? But dot points of where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if that's the kind of show you want to do. Now, if you're just doing like a roundtable discussion or something, you might not even need that. But, you know, it can be helpful. And as for show notes... Uh, see, Aaron, thanks for listening. And thanks for the questions. They were very good. Now for show notes, uh, I suggest doing some type of show notes. They don't have to be. And again, that's episode description after the 
when, when it's pretty much ready to upload and publish. Um, I do suggest some type of show notes with like, you know, basically for, for one to tell your listeners, if they look at it, what the episode's about, but also for search SEO purposes, search engine op- optimization purposes. Um, because Apple, I believe Apple podcast is starting to use stuff in the show notes now, but also especially a major one is Google, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. In terms of prepping for an episode though, um, getting ready for an episode, planning out an episode. Again, it just depends if it's just going to be kind of a loose conversation or if it's going to be a specific topic. Um, just do enough research or, or it, the outline and the the plot, the bullet points, the dot points of your topics, that's really, for the most part, just for you. Just so you can kind of keep things straight in your mind. Yeah, it is it is really open for what works for each indiv- individual. And also, like, you know, if you have, like, if you're doing a very information-heavy show, you definitely want to have some type of notes unless you have an amazing memory. Savos the Orange. What are common opinion or what are common opinions on music playing in the background of a casual conversation type podcast? Okay, so I don't really know common opinions. My personal preference, and I have to assume that this is kind of a general preference because you don't hear it that often in a lot of podcasts, is no music in the background. It can be distracting um, because if it's too loud, it, it can definitely be distracting and it can drown out a conversation. Um, if it's too low, it might just come through enough to where somebody's like, what's that sound occasionally? And you also want to think about in, in terms of that, if it, again, if it's just a casual conversation type podcast to where the music's not really essential, you also want to think about how people listen to podcasts. A lot of times it's, it's in earbuds on their phones while they're out and about doing something, or it's in their car when they got the window down, or it's just playing on their speaker on their phone. Um, and in those, a lot of those situations, the earbuds may be less so depending on what they're doing. A lot of the situations, it can be hard to hear the audio. So you don't necessarily want other noise in the podcast, um, battling what should be the focus of the podcast, which is the conversation. If that makes sense. Some people do like the other thing with the music is also like sourcing the music. And much earlier we were talking about the whole copyright music thing. And so if you're going to have music playing in the background, that's kind of a lot of music to source and you don't want to use copyrighted music. Uh, Sneaky asked, what are the most important editing elements to make a podcast sound, a podcast sound polished? Okay. If we're talking about editing in terms of cutting stuff out, um, cutting out sounds, um, stuff like that. Uh, my tip is always listen for breaths because that's a tricky spot. Breath is low enough to where you might miss it while editing. And if you cut a breath in half, the listener will probably notice it. And you can notice a bad edit. A breath, a, a, An edited breath will give it the edit away real fast. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Hopefully you don't focus on it when you hear podcasts, but most podcasts, you can hear them breathing because they're human beings. And if you hear, not even that, that sounds more like a gas, but if just the breath, half a breath, and then suddenly silence and they start talking a bit again, it sounds super awkward. So that's one of my, like, kind of the key things to avoid, to look for while editing. Um, if you can avoid that, edit around it, make sure you don't have that. That'll help the edit itself. Now, in terms of, Making the sound of the show itself as a whole sound polished, EQing, equalization, uh, basically boosting or reducing frequencies of the recording um, to, it, it kind of depends on the person's voice, the microphone, uh, but, you know, I just kind of play it by ear. I have certain frequencies I usually look at. It's hard. That's super, that gets into a technical aspect that's hard to uh, describe, but EQing to kind of smooth it out. That breath thing sounds hard. It's okay. Sneaky. The breath thing. It's not really that hard. It's just something that's easy to overlook because when you're editing, you'll hear a breath unless, you know, sometimes the recording doesn't pick it up, but 
lot of times it does. And you just want to be uh, aware of it. Or, you know, in a lot of programs, you can see kind of the waveform and you'll be able to see the breath there. And if you need to edit a word, you just edit usually after the breath or before the breath. It's not that hard, but that's just a little random tip that always sticks with me. Um, I mean, it's tedious. Editing in general is tedious. But, uh, okay, so aside from EQing, though, compression, basically levels. The levels is the main thing. And not having it too bassy or too trebly. But thanks for fielding all these questions. Yeah, no problem. This is something I've wanted to do for a while. Uh, I just hadn't done it till now. Um, I didn't even know if anybody would be around on a Saturday for it. So it's been cool. It's been very cool. So (laughs) to to re-answer your last question, that one question, uh, levels levels i think is the kind of the main thing for giving a podcast a polished sound um because you you don't want some some speakers sounding all quiet way off there and then other speakers right up in your grill so you kind of work to kind of balance that out and also have the podcast as a whole be at a good level not super quiet not super loud we are thirsty for your knowledge well, that, that's awesome. I'm all for it. I, I was also a little sure how, unsure how this would go because I have a very rambly way of answering questions. So hopefully that's been all right. I kind of I try to keep it straightforward. I, I I felt I felt it going there on that last question. I was like, oh no, I'm all over the place. Reel it in. You guys have had good questions, really good questions. And we got a little bit of time. I'm going to wrap this up before too long, just to give my my voice a break and I do have some editing to do always got editing to do sneaky I'm trying to learn all aspects as we speak and it's hard to master everything yeah it is hard to master everything it's I mean it's that saying of like jack of all trades master of none I always worry about that with myself because I have so many interests I'm like am I just going to be kind of okay at everything and not great at anything but uh Audio has kind of been a key focus. So collaboration is key. No, that's important. Okay. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, And also to talk about, you know, collaboration is also key while learning things. Reach out to people, man. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. So uh, most podcasters, uh, most people doing it are super cool with sharing how they did it or, getting other people started. I think most podcasters are just excited to have more people in the space with them, which is interesting. Uh, that's something I always kind of wondered about as like, you know, cause I, I mean, and I never felt this way, but I'm like, I'm surprised I never come across. There's not like a sense of competition in the podcast space. It's much more open and friendly. Everybody's just like, okay, cool. Yeah, no. Oh, you have a podcast. Great. Like it's, I've never really come across like a, a very, a competitive attitude to it. And that's, that's awesome. Room for everyone, exactly. Also to touch on collaboration is if you have people... Now, if you're doing a solo podcast, and I know you know, I know a lot of people that do it. I, I've A lot of my clients, they're like the main driving force of their podcast. But like I said, they're my clients. So even they reach out to somebody, they hire somebody on to help them. It is awesome to have help on a podcast. I mean, this is true of most things. It's hard. Something that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. If it's just you, it's, it's sometimes hard to keep it going. But if you can find reliable co-hosts, that will go a long way. That'll go a super long way. Um, especially, or you can, or if you can find somebody to help uh, with the production in some way, um, whether that be the editing or you know the recording or coming up with topics. Uh, if you can find somebody to help with promotion, promotion can take a lot of time, and a lot of it is social media stuff. And I said earlier in this live cast that I'm not that great at at promotion and it's not so much coming up with promotional materials. It's the networking aspect that's not necessarily unique to podcasting, but is very important in podcasting. Even when it comes to promoting, like not, not even just networking with other podcasters, but the way social media works at this point in time is you can't just, I mean, it's not good to spam, anyway 
but you have to focus on interacting with people and building like, you know, building a niche, building your own little network, building a community. I mean, it's all about building a community and that's where I'm not great at because I, I, I am a, I am a jack of all trades, master of none. So my time is very split. So I don't have a lot of time to necessarily do the networking. Um, so if you have people to help in that respect, that can go a long way too. Whoo. It's been a while since I hosted something solo, uh, especially a live show. It's been a, a really long time since I did a live, live show solo. Um, but it's been awesome. I don't know. This feels like a pretty good place to end it. Unless anybody has uh, any final burning questions, I will hit another question or two, and then we will end this stream because I should get going. Will I be back soon? Um, I will be back at some point. I, I'm not sure when. I I do want to do more of these about podcasting because I can potentially talk about... It's the main thing I do in my life, so I could potentially talk about podcasting endlessly. Uh, oh, the resources. That's right. That's right. Okay. Let me hit that. Are there any resources, basically any resources uh, that I would recommend to people for preparing to start a podcast? Besides me, of course. Okay. So I don't have a ton on my website, but I, I mean, of course, I've got to shout out my website. Here, I'll put this in there again. I do want to put up more guides and stuff, and I will be. It just takes time. It takes time to write it up. But podedit.com and, you know, transparency. I'll be transparent. Let That's, you know, you can uh, contact me if you are interested in podcasting service, in like podcast production services. However, I do want to put more blog posts and stuff up. Right now, the most helpful, really the only helpful blog post in that respect is there's kind of a loose overview of the podcasting process as a whole. So that might be helpful. But I have been slowly putting together articles uh, about the process from start to finish. So that's one place that will hopefully in the future have more useful resources. Uh, Now, I would also suggest, again, I said it earlier in the live cast, but if you're on Facebook, which a lot of people are, not everybody, but a lot of people are, search podcasting groups. And what you want to look for are um, not the podcast spam groups. There are a lot of groups where people just dump podcast links. Find the groups that don't allow that. Podcaster support group. uh, There's a lot of podcast groups geared towards, you know, networking with other podcasters and sharing information and process. That's really a great place. Hit up those groups and use the little search like search through the group for whatever topic you're looking for. Chances are it's been asked like 12, whatever you, whatever aspect you're curious about, chances are it's been asked like 12 to 15 times. And so search it up, uh, look through the, uh, the previous posts. There's so much good information in there because there's so many people in those groups and a lot of people are super willing to help out. Um, and if it hasn't been asked or you cannot find it, ask most people are super friendly in there in 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 those various groups other other places let me think okay so this guy has been i mean this is like kind of a name in the podcasting space but uh the audacity to podcast has been around forever it's a podcast show but also there's lots of articles and stuff and um dude knows dude knows what he's talking about i don't totally agree with every point he makes every time but there's a lot of useful information on there that's the audacity to podcast.com i know uh my grolix podcast co-host jesse uh he'll he'll mention that a lot when he was kind of getting started um so that's been very helpful for him and uh there are other uh, there are other podcast editing service websites. I don't want to call them out because they are direct competition to me. And that is, I guess one area where competition is kind of thing. Like if you get a bunch of editors and stuff together in like a Facebook group, everybody's friendly. (laughs) They're not going to start calling out their competitors websites though, but there are a lot of podcast like editing service websites. If you Google them that have tons of articles uh, with helpful information, you know, from how to edit to, you know, 
podcast promotion, stuff like that, how to go about pretty much every aspect of it. Um, Also, YouTube uh, is not a bad place. If you're having trouble, you know, if you download, for example, Audacity or Reaper, and you're having trouble getting started on how do I use this program? Both of those have tons. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Sneaky. Uh, (laughs) You can check out the other people's websites, too. They probably have more information at this time at this point. Like I said, I haven't I haven't uh, written too many blog posts, blog posts yet. But uh, but to be fair, though. Even even all those other those other podcast editing service websites, though, I'll even touch them, hit them up once in a while just to see what kind of information they got. Like there, there's some useful stuff on those sites. So, you know, Google search that podcast editing or podcast production. Um, again, uh, if you're having trouble with that, whatever audio program you're using to try to edit um, Reaper and Audacity, both have tons of tutorials uh, on YouTube and stuff. Try to look for newer ones. Like I said, Audacity's been around for 15 to 20, almost 20 years. It's been around for ages. Um, so, uh, and it's updated very often. So you want to, you know, if if you see, if there's 20 videos on how to edit a podcast with Audacity, try to find a newer one just because they'll might go into newer features. Um, yeah. Twitter's not a bad place either. Podcast editing or podcast tips podcast production search some hashtags you might you might come across more just spam links there though sorry sneaky elbow (laughs) yes i i I have been just saying sneaky this whole time i just noticed it was sneaky elbow okay okay good i'm not going crazy all right well hey thanks everybody who tuned in yeah i will be posting this as a replay it's definitely went much longer than I expected, which is which is good. It's awesome. But all right. Sneaky Elbow, Savos the Orange, uh, Aaron, Joshua earlier, everybody who had questions, I appreciate it. They were great questions. Uh, got me talking. And uh, I will be doing this again. I can't say for sure when, um, but I'll be popping up on here again. Grolix Nights, which uh, we've done live casts on my account for Grolix podcast, uh, Grolix nights is what we call the live show. We've actually moved that over to Twitch. Um, but for podcasting Q and a, I will keep continue coming here for sure. All right, everybody have a good night and thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks guys. Thanks everybody. <laughs>